Blog Talk Radio. Merry Christmas, and we have some good sound effects for you, but drill today. As you got to hear anybody here already? <laughs> but anyhow, uh, yes, yeah, so up here with Jeremy. Uh, he sounds a little busy, a little busy over there. You can see he's drilling around. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. But tonight's show, I think, will be interesting. I think um, we'll talk a little bit about trolls at first, okay? I'm sure anybody that's done video or knows anything about you knows that when you tell the truth online, you get attacked for telling the truth. You get prosecuted, you get slammed, dunked, and called names and and attacked, especially when somebody's hiding truth that they don't want you finding out about. And somebody's telling the public about it, then they get furious and they come after you. So that's what we're talking about a little bit tonight. Found it to be an interesting topic, and you know, I've been here before, and Jerry can tell you his experiences. Jerry's here, so I might as well say hi, Jerry. <laughs> well, hello, Bill. Don't want to just... up here by myself. Yeah, I'm being quiet for a second here. I'm just um, doing a little thing thing, you know, when I'm on the internet here, straightening it out. And let's see. But yeah, trolls, you know. <laughs> I, I I like the troll effect. I get a lot of the troll effect. You know, um where they drive the people I want, you know, the people that are awake and actually care about doing something towards me because they can see through the troll shit. So it's like they like you said in the past, they always have like this reverse weird of, you know, thing. Well, they you know? do you know, all this fool sets out to make you look like the bad guy. Sets out to make it look like you're the one that's nuts, you're the one that's messed up. And this is what their intentions are, is to piss you off and make everybody around believe that you're a nutcase, that you're evil, that you're twist, you're sick. They might make you out to be a pedophile, they might make you out to be a rapist, they <laughs> could make you out to be a murderer. They'll make you out to be a villain in society's eyes. And then they push you all over the internet, and then people come along, they see the stuff that they're saying, and say, oh, how thick, this creep, now go check out the creep, and then they'll say, wait a minute, this guy's pretty good, he's right, that fool that sent me here's a moron. <laughs> well, you know what, the show's got to figure out, you know, I mean, when somebody, you know, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yeah, Jason Boss is a good. <laughs> Nothing. I, I, well, I'm gonna might as well say it now. You know, Jason, Jason Boss is a very smart man. You know, I'm gonna just say that much. He's not an idiot. He can see through the bullshit, and you know, he he held back. You know, when he had mountains and mountains and mountains, and I literally just so many ridiculous amounts of pages of stuff he could have just used and he held back on the good stuff and was able to use his brain and you know it, it's it's 
funny. I, I think some of these people figured out that <laughs> we knew we knew more about them than they knew about us. <laughs> Is what I think I just saw. Um, because it, it looks like uh, some of these people just all of a sudden disappeared. Bill, isn't that kind of funny that they just disappeared? Well, you know, <laughs> what happens when you have them in the world, I think it's scared that you might bring their real name up. Oh, yeah. I think that's what they're a little bit worried about. You know what? They probably, sh- and to be honest with you, they should have been worried. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have these people. That, uh, we, damn know, it. Don't run away yet. Let me really screw you. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give these people some examples of what yeah. I've been through. I don't go into what Jerry's been through, so you know why we're talking about this. You have, so we're in a, you already know we're in a very sick, sick world, okay? But you have some people that are really, I mean, really messed up, and they will spend their time trolling. And you think it's normal thing to drive to troll, so what? Well, but if you're speaking truth and you got a channel up on YouTube and somebody took the time to down, let's say you have 500 videos. And let's say somebody took the time to download all 500 videos and numbered them and put them in a folder and then took the time to duplicate your channel to a T, to a T. And then they keep a track of your channel. If you add a video before they get done, they'll download it and put a number on it. And then they will start uploading your videos like mad. Left and right, left and right, and get them all in the exact order that they are on your page. Now, they look like they're you because their page is designed exactly like yours. All of the videos are of you, and they're in the exact order of your page. All of the favorites are the same favorites you have. So now they've duplicated you. Now they're going to go around to all of your friends and contacts and people who sub to you. And they're going to slam that person. They're going to make trouble. They're going to call that person names. They're going to say this person's nuts. They're going to do all kinds of stuff to the people who sub to you. To piss them off at you. And then they're going to laugh when these people are mad at you. Because they know what they've just done to you. That never works. It always works the opposite way. You know, anytime I've ever had anything like that, it always works the opposite way. You know, the last person that slammed me... I ended up with like so many new people. I'm like, where did all these? How did I meet all these people? It's just from one idiot slamming me. <laughs> you know, well, and it, it has a reverse effect. And, well, you know, sometimes it so does. Sometimes work. But yeah. the thing is, is even when it does work, they only get two or three people mad at you, and they yeah. don't stay mad at you because pretty soon they figure out that it's not you by the oh, yeah. that's being typed, the stuff that's being said, because you're out of character. Because these people, I mean, they're, they're mentally sick. You think about it. If I was to duplicate somebody's channel and they had 500 videos, it might take me two weeks to set that damn thing up before I could start leaving comments. That means you're sitting there all day long, every day, focusing all your attention on this one person just so you can try to destroy their work and what they're doing, and you're going to spend all them hours and hours and hours well, unfortunately, you think nobody would do that? Oh, yes, they would. I know a person by the name of Dwayne Holloway who would do that. He sure would. 
You know, and uh, Jerry, I had a troll follow me for six, seven years. Matter of fact, he was in this radio show once. He goes by the scream name of uh, Robert Wilbur. The guy that I pissed all off. <laughs> yeah, the guy that got all mad at Jerry that night come up here discussing about how, oh, Jerry, you know, once Jerry caught in, his time was over. Well, that's the guy who followed me and trolled me for just seven years straight. He wouldn't leave me alone, didn't matter what I did. He went through all kinds of extremes. I mean extremes. Yeah. Well, Jerry's experienced this himself ever since he brought up that school we're not supposed to talk about. <laughs> yeah. this, the, the, I call them the Sandy Hookers now because they prostitute themselves for our tax dollars by selling just about anything. Their souls, their morals, their anything. I mean, you know, you know, it's sick. It's sick that we had crisis actors. It's sick that we had people that planned this. It's sick that we have people in these organizations that are still being paid to protect the lie. And like me and Bill were saying, you know, these people are probably making anywhere from forty to $60,000 a year, full benefits, pension, all this stuff, for trolling. Think, of that. Think about that, people. Your tax dollars literally were spent on me being trolled. And not only that, the, the people that made donations to the Sandy Hoax bullshit that the Sandy Hookers put on, they took your money to combat people like me for wanting the truth. They stole so many people's money. They did all these, and they're continuing to do it. Think about the people that we found that are tied to the military that are doing some of this trolling. And they're getting paid money, tax money, to troll people. Think about that. Troll people that want the truth. Work it out. You Thank got you. George Soros, what do you have? What, 1,000 people? We've got 10,000. 10,000 people, supposedly. Who knows? I mean, we never got the truth on anything. But, you know, I mean, we could see what they did. They basically, you know, sideswiped YouTube and, you know, ruined it from a place where you can learn and gain knowledge to, you know, oh, top 10, you know, um, wardrobe fails. You know, that's what they want you to watch. They don't want you to learn anything. They don't want you to gain knowledge they don't they don't want you to gain the real stuff they want you to gain the knowledge that they're going to feed you through their bullshit government shills and you know they don't want you to you know better yourself they want you to you know you know who who did the stupidest stunt trick with their car they they want your brain so dumbed down that you aren't concerned about what the real truth is and who we are as a civilization when we got to this point because we didn't pay enough attention and pass down our own history enough so that the truth would be here at the present. And we need to start, you know, stepping up to the plate and, and not just, you know, telling the truth, but preserving it. it does. We, don't, we don't preserve the truth. What we know as true now today is going to go right back to the lie that they were telling in the first place. So it's not just that, that we have to tell the truth. We have to, you know, make sure that, you know, what's really happening is out there. We have to find ways that we can preserve it, you know. So that's a super important thing 
that I'm concerned about now. And, you know, me and Bill have talked about maybe finding different ways that we can preserve the truth for the future because the problem with, you know, the, the reason we are here today is because we don't even know our correct history because we didn't preserve that there's so much potential for so much uh, wrongdoings and government and everything else in certain ways to happen that we need to make sure to set procedures for those things to not happen. And uh, that was, you know, we the people's mistake by not finding a ways in the past to preserve the real history correctly and allowing the people's that were the elite, that the secret societies, the wealthy, to write our history. Because I'm at the point now where I've read so many history and read so many different things. Do we even know what the hell was true that happened yesterday? Never mind, you know, a thousand years ago. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. They, they've really I, fucked us. It's pretty bad, but, you know, the trolls are... What Jerry said is correct. You have crisis actors involved in false flags, you have military involved in false flags, you have feds, law enforcement, governors, mayors, congressmen, FBI, okay? All these people are involved in these false flags. And when you start exposing a false flag, if you get close to the truth, especially the ones who made a lot of money, they're going to come after you. And one of the ways of coming after you is by trolling. Other ways is by sending viruses into your computer. They have a lot of ways that they'll come after you. And if you still get killed, you get killed. <clears throat> you might even have a contract on your life if they fucking attempt to take you out. And maybe they may not take you out. Maybe they'll come in the back door of your computer plant a bunch of child pornography or something on your computer. And then set you up to be stung by the law, and bam, wham, you're gone, you're in jail, you're in prison. They shut you up. Yeah. They got a lot of ways they can do it, so you be wary of that. But you know, the thing is this trolls are the scum of this world. When you get your rocks off on trolling, and the sad thing is, Jerry's correct. Some of these trolls are actually being paid $40,000, $50,000 a year with insurance. To sit at the computer and make your life hell because you dare to speak the truth. No, which ones are the pathetic ones that aren't getting any money to, to, to do it? You know, there's there's idiots out there, the mentally ill ones that are doing it for free. You yeah. know, when when there's when when the other people that are out there that are getting paid a fortune to do it, but that doesn't matter. You know, I I think we need to. You know, I think one of them I saw say um, that I made the hairs on the back of his neck stand up because I showed where one of uh, the CIA members that uh, worked in the computer programming on Sandy Hook lived. And pretending to be a truther, wouldn't you want those things exposed? Yeah. But but now you're upset that we're actually digging up the the real names and where these people live that are involved in this hoax. Whoa, you got a, you're sadly mistaken. If you think I'm going to sit by and let people become traitors to this country and think they can get away with it and get mad at you for telling them, I mean, for, for bringing the traitors out into the light. Hell no. This is 
this is what I consider my job is to go after these traitors. I don't yeah. want to see just the crisis actors and the planners and the people in the government and the, you know, all these different people that are involved in the false lie go to jail. I want to see the people that are involved in protecting the lie, the ongoing campaign yeah. for the fraud. I, I want to all see each and every one of them in court, tried for treason, and then hung right from, you know, I don't, right downtown of Sandy Hook. Find a post and just plop them up and just hang them. Well, That's what needs to happen. Caller says, so who would pay trolls? Who's paying trolls? You what? are. Everybody is. That's the exactly. problem. They're being. They're getting paid with the, the tax dollars. That's where, where do you think it's coming from? You know, Mossad's paying them through Lenny Pelzer and his um, little bullshit agencies of, you know, Sandy Hook Facts and the, the Honor Network. You know, the stupid thing is the people think they're funny. You know, like the Honor Network, they... Um, they have a uh, P.O. box um, at a UPS office in Sandy Hook, Connecticut, well, in Newtown, uh, 261 South Main Street in Newtown, all right? And their, their P.O. box is 322, 322. They think they're funny. And you know what? I mean, they only call themselves when they do stupid shit out like this, but they're scumbags. You know, and what, what we need to do is I think maybe, man, Bill, maybe this week, maybe you make a phone call to uh, – the UPS office there in Newtown and let them know what kind of scumbags they are for supporting these time of fraudulent businesses. Oh yeah. These evil businesses. They need, we need to start. What do you think? You know, these people think they're smart. No, dude, I will find out where your grandmother lives and publish to the whole world. What, what time she goes to the piggly wiggly. You know, if you want to, you want to play games where you're going to lie to society about kids dying. You want to take part in that? That's a treasonous act. You don't cry wolf about the American children. Because what happens when, when one day when something real happens and people say, oh, well, that's just a drill. So they're going to walk by or step over the body and not help. Because these scumbags, whether they work for the military or they're, they're private citizens or whatever way they got involved, think it's okay to cry wolf like that about children dying in American schools? No, that's not okay. I'm sorry. No, I don't care. Well, you know, I don't care how you look at it. And any idiot that would get involved with something like this and think it's okay, you know what kind of scumbag you would have to be to be involved in this crap in any way, and especially the police. What a bunch of transgender pieces of shit! These cops that were in New Newtown that are still not coming, uh, you know, through with the truth. They're a bunch of queer ass little Nancy Pansy bitches. And they, they, they want to think, think it's okay. You're not a cop. You're not a cop. You're a coward, treasonous bastard. It's treason. I mean, you're committing treason. People commit treason. And, you know, and even when it comes to children in schools, children and anywhere, I don't care if it's the United States, if it's in Russia, if it's in China. We're all human beings. And why should the children of this world pay for so-called adults to corrupt society. And why should you use it in the name of children? You know, everybody wants to claim they're protecting children. Everybody, well, we got to look up children. we got to protect the children for our next generation. So you're protecting them by child trafficking them. You're protecting them by <coughs> selfish, self-centered and selfish and not caring about your children. You know how many corrupt parents are already out there that don't even know how to be a parent? 
<laughs> and then you got these damn trolls that are going to make money from places like Google, the places that Jerry just mentioned. Google's paying them to George Soros. Okay, you mean you military's fucking, you got some military people involved in being trolls, so there's your taxpayers' money paying trolls right in your face. Paying them to commit treason. And you know, I know I've been finding now too. They're getting a lot of. There's a lot of rich areas that are near Sandy Hook, and we're Sandy Hook Facts and the Honor Network. They've been preying on um, wealthier women, you know, whether they're you know divorced or widowed. And there's a lot of them in that area. And when I'm talking wealthy, there's a lot of you know a lot of because what happens? A lot of wealthy people from New York they retire up in that area. So there's a lot of wealthy older people. So they're getting these. You know, benefactors that are, you know, got plenty of money to support their bullshit. And, you know, you feel bad for them because, you know, these older ladies or whatever, you know, they only in their head, they're just trying to do what they think is right. And, you know, they give them a ton of money when they're using it to troll against the truth. And instead of feeding these older ladies bullshit lies and then taking their money. And it's, you know... And, and you know what? You know what's sad and pathetic is these trolls, these people that are setting you up. You're getting chump change to what these people that are, you know, getting this put all together are getting. They're getting millions and millions of dollars, and they're maybe, yeah, you know, what if they are just slapping you with forty to sixty thousand dollars a year? That's nothing. The interest they're getting you know, off the money that they've stolen more than pays for your salary to troll or whatever they're giving you. So whatever you're getting is chump change. And I feel sorry for well, I don't feel sorry for them. They, you know, they deserve to get nothing. But, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, these people that are, that are behind this, it's funny how they screw everybody right down the line, you know. And, and, and you know what? They deserve it. The people that are involved in it deserved it. You know, the people that, that, that are getting money don't deserve that money either. But, you know, you know, anybody that got involved with this deserves to get screwed. And I want to make sure I see to it that they do. You know, whether they're a police officer in the area or there's somebody that's part of it. They, everybody needs to pay for what they did, for what they're lied to the public. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see how that anybody could think it's okay. Anybody that thinks it's okay that they did this, they lied to the public like they did, and that they're still stealing money, and that they're still doing this scam. You have to be a sick individual to even take part in this, and that's going to be their downfall. Because you you got to get somebody that's not smart enough to realize that sooner or later this is going to catch up, or there might somebody come across and, and find these people and take them down and make sure that their names uh, are, are sketched in history for the rest of their lives, that their families are destroyed by what they took part in. That needs to happen, and, and you know what? I'm making my promise. I'll do my part to make sure that does happen because these people are the scum of the earth. Yeah, you know, that's gone. Yeah, yeah, who could? You know, you, you know, we got the trolls and we got the shields. And anymore on YouTube, I would have to say YouTube is probably ninety percent trolls. <laughs> and I hate to say that. Yeah, it is true. Truth. You know, I did that video today. You know, and I was laughing because Scythorn, he did a great video and he nailed a crisis actor. And when you think Jerry may not be telling the truth about the money they made, well, this female crisis actor, she owns the gas station convenience store now. 
She not only owns the gas station convenience store, she's driving a new vehicle. So she gets to buy a brand new vehicle and buy a business for lying to you and me. Yeah, I mean, I, I want people out there to think about that. You know, as you struggle with maybe some of your Christmas bills or getting gifts or even just putting the food on the table, think that some of your tax dollars went to troll me. <laughs> think about that. Or, or not just me, other people, too. That, you, that, you know, that's yeah. it's sick. It's sick that your tax dollars that, you know, could have maybe, you know, gone to some good use for you and your family went to troll people like me. And, and that's sick. That's sick. We live with a government that would actually be involved in this. But, you know, this is what we have. And you got people, their job is to identify the people like Terry, like myself, okay, like Scythorn, like Conspiracy Granny, to identify people that are telling the absolute real truth, that have compassion, that have care, that cares about right and wrong, that wants right upon everybody. And these people's job is to identify them people and then go after them and try to turn them into the bad guy in everybody's face. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're being paid to do. So they come up there and they use names like they might say they said they might call themselves truth seekers. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he's gone now. (laughs) He somehow disappeared. You know, well, you know, I mean, that one, you know, no, I feel sorry for it. You know, I've always had that rule. You know, listen, if you're dumb enough to fall for the um, for the psyop or for you know one of these uh, you know shills, then don't listen to my stuff. I, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to be bogged down by people that can't use their brain for you know high functioning cognitive thought. You know, and to be able to you know. I want people listening to me to figure these things out. I mean, I don't need to have a million followers. I don't care about that stuff. That's why people. I don't know why these trolls keep on thinking I need. I need to have followers. I need to have views. You got to care. You care so much. I think they're they're given probably like profiled by people. Oh well, this is your truther cares about this and cares about that. Well, I'm not your average person. You know, my whole life I've had a grown up different. I've grown up a little bit different. So there's you know I don't care. I, I don't need. I don't have the need to be popular. I don't care about that. Well, all I care about is literally getting justice, and that's it, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it, to me, if I have a small group of people that would be willing to do more, that can actually not be bogged down by stupidity, and we can actually get something done, that's what I care about. That's what, what I want. Stupidity. You know, I don't want the bullshit, you know? Stupidity kills. And people may not think so, but it does. Because through people's stupidity, it allows history to keep playing itself. It allows you to keep going to wars. It allows you to keep killing one another. And it allows certain people to keep gaining wealth over the top of everybody else. This is what stupidity does for you. And I have no respect for anybody that's involved in this shit. But you can't. You know, I mean, uh, Luke Skywalker said something, I'm mad as hell. Well, let me tell you something. That's a good word because <laughs> everybody should be mad as hell. 
literally everybody should be mad as hell. But you can be as mad as hell and do nothing. You can have all the information in the world and do nothing with it, and then you're just as responsible for letting it happen. Well, you know, that's something that maybe we need to talk about, and that, you know, that is anger. You know, people have um, sometimes trouble dealing with anger, all right? You know, and you can't let anger and hatred of somebody consume you. You have to know when to let it out at the right times and how to use it correctly. You know, because it's important that people still live a happy, functioning life every day, you know. So, you know, you can't be consumed by what other people say or what other people do. You know, if if you've got anger that you need to let out about something or someone, you know, let it out at, at times. Don't let it consume you. When you go out to the store or meet your friends or your neighbors or whatever it is, don't even think about it. Lead a happy life. You know, but we have to be angry about these things like Sandy Hook or Sutherland Springs or or San Bernardino or Las Vegas or the Pulse or whatever it may be that, uh, you know, is one of them that ticks you off. I'm always still ticked off at the, you know, the false flag in Kalamazoo. But you know what I'll do? I randomly like and it happens like every other week or something. You know, I I am so pissed off at the police and stuff that were involved in that whole Sandy Hook or number. I'm sorry, the Kalamazoo thing. What I'll do is randomly type a letter out to the or an email out to the police chief telling him what kind of a piece of shit he is. And, of course, I always just add because of the fake Uber shooting. That way they can't ever do anything about it because they can't take the me to court because then they have to explain the Kalamazoo Uber shooting being fake. So, and I'll do that every other week. I'll probably send him maybe 50 or 100 emails, which is more than harassment. So they should do something about it, but they can't no. because because it was fake. <laughs> You know, so, so I did an awesome job when he exposed that cop. You actually had a cop. Uh, you actually had a policeman. That, that that sheriff admitted it. I don't care what anybody yep. says. That's that's about as admitting it as you can get. And I, I'll call that one a definite admittal, even though it wasn't a hundred percent. But I mean, you know, that was probably the best <laughs> I've seen so far. <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, this 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 deputy basically. Admitted, I mean, admitted that uh, that it never happened. The shooting in the church never happened. That it was a drill. Nobody died, and he admitted it. But public ain't going to be told that now, are they? You know, here's the thing: the public is so brainwashed. Even if they were told it by one random police officer, something they still wouldn't believe it. You know, because yeah. they're, they're, you know, I mean, even I've read some studies and, you know, you got to go, you know, people, if they want to look into certain things like this, when they do some government studies about some really bizarre things, you know, and how people will function about truth or, or, you know, if they change certain policies or whatever, you know, look into like the Rand Institute or um, the, um, what's the other one? Jeez, I can't even think of it right now. But and they write reports on these type of things all the time. You could dig them up if you look hard enough. Or at least you used to be able to dig them up. I haven't looked into them in a while. And you'll learn so much. And what, what kind of things they're planning or what they might do because they do reports on it. And they, they want to, you know, before they do these type of things, they want to know, you know, what, what's the chances of success. And so they're going to go to these, you know, institutes that the CFR uses and, and the gov- other different government agencies use that have been have a proven track record of giving them 
the information they need or the the uh, steps for planning they need. And, you know, if you look hard enough, you can find it. You know, it won't say, you know, hey, this Las Vegas false flag, if you do it this way, it's going to do that. What they'll say is, well, you know, if we did some kind of an event, uh, you know, such and such, you know, actions were taken, certain per- this percentage of people are going to believe it, this person, and then if we didn't, if it did somehow get out that it was a lie, this percentage would believe it and still believe it, and this percentage wouldn't, and they would only believe it if a certain percentage, you know, saw it in a certain part of the news and some didn't, and, you know, so they already know, you know, <laughs> they have their percentages, they already know what their risk is. And the, the scary part is when you start to read some of these things, unless there's a major game changer, the <laughs> the predictions don't look good for us. And we're still stuck on, you know, trying to wake everybody up on the internet. And that's why I say, I don't care about my views. Cause I understand that no matter what I do or anything else like that on the internet, according to their studies, it's not going to change anything. So I understand, you know, the different types of things, you know, cause they, they start to look into game theory. You know, when you start looking into game theory and how they figure out all these different things and these events and, you know, the conclusions and everything else, there's only one answer to it, you know, and I, I'm not going to say the one answer to it because, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's <laughs> because the name of it is, <laughs> I don't even know if you can say it on <laughs> YouTube. It's a fucked up name. It's called the fuck you man move. And <laughs> literally, it's literally the guys at MTV, at MIT developed the only way you could beat game theory is with the fuck you man move. Okay. So I understand the fuck you man move is not going to work on the internet or through media or whatever with, with any of their particular things, you know, they own the media, they own the internet. So the fuck you man move is not going to work that way. It's got to be done differently. And if you understand that, you also understand that it doesn't matter what you do on the internet. It's not going to change anything. So, you know, so what, whether they ruin your views or, you know, like they did me, I got kicked off of YouTube. Now, Wake Time with Jerry is stolen. Somebody else has, you know, they did it and, uh, you know, they're using it to try and discredit me. I don't care. I actually kind of, in a way, need some of that because that will give me a chance to maybe come up with a fuck you man move. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh. so they don't even, they have no clue, which is, you know. Which is kind of funny that, you know, because you, when you're talking to these little trolls, they have no clue what kind of game is actually really even being played. You know, we're going up against, the, uh, you know, we're going up against all the, pretty much all the power in the world. And there's only one way to beat them. And it's, if you read about it, it's such a bizarre way. It's almost impossible to even think about, you know, one that would work. So. Keep us going a minute, Jerry. I got water pill problems. <laughs> oh, you got water pill problems. <laughs> well, you know, happy birthday, by the way, Bill. Uh, <laughs> it's Bill's birthday, but, you know, that's the crazy thing. People can't get concerned what trolls are going to say or what other people are going to say. Although, if you want to bring them in and get more information about them, you know, sometimes it's not a bad idea to let them know that you care, to make them think that you care. Because they're going to show your their true colors. Why, right, Rod? This is the only place, only one place where the trolls belong at the end of, at the end of a pencil. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten about those. I remember that. 
Hey, you must have been one of those girls that had the troll, the little troll does. I wonder if everybody remembers. Remember when the girls put the little troll dolls on the top of the pencils? That must be what she's talking about. I haven't seen one of those things in years. I remember when I was in school and they, and the girls used to put the little troll dolls. And then, of course, I was always an asshole in school, so I'd rip off the troll dolls and whip them across the room. Yeah, I was that asshole kid, the kid that stole the troll dolls and whipped them across the room. Yeah, you know. I'm not sure if that really, well, it didn't work too much for me in the lady department. <laughs> if that's a lesson to learn, don't be mean to the girls like that and rip off the trolls and launch them across the room in school. <laughs> I can't believe she came up with that. I mean, that's that's been so long since I've seen one of those little tiny trolls on the end of the pencils. That's too funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are we going to do? Yeah, so I guess you're right. Yeah, they only, the only place they belong is at the end of the pencil, you know. But I, honestly, I don't even know if they should be near any type of writing instrument trolls. They shouldn't be near a computer keyboard or maybe a pencil. They need to just be, you know, most of them it almost seems like need to be institutionalized. And I, my guess is that's probably the type of people that they hire because, I mean, think about the moral depravity of a person that would take – a job is a troll if they are a professional troll. You know, we know there's some people that are just mentally sick and do it, you know, just because they do it. But the ones that are hired to do that, I mean, think what kind of a person you have to be, you know, to get a position as a troll. You know, with all these new corporate, when these corporations, you know, hire people, they give them tests and everything. I mean, what kind of test do you give to make sure somebody's qualified for a troll? You know, dumbness. Yeah. Dumbness. I mean, not even just dumbness. I mean, uh, do you, you know, you know, what kind? You know how they have ask all those weird psychological questions. Uh, would you steal from your friend? Well, normally you'd probably say no, but to get a troll, <laughs> you'd probably have to say yes. I mean, they're they're hiring all those people that failed the normal test. <laughs> you know, you know, if they failed the normal corporate test, oh, you fit perfect for a troll. Come on, <laughs> we'll put you in this room over here in the back. <laughs> What do you know it's like law enforcement? If you believe in your constitution and you believe in what's right and you recognize wrong from right, you can't be a cop in America. They will not hire you to be a cop. Doesn't matter how much training you got, you cannot be a cop. Well, was it you earlier that was saying when we were watching the video, you know, how, you know, like just normal or we're not normal, but decent that uh, that sheriff that Scythorn came across was? Yeah. Because I and yeah, and in most cities, you don't see that, you know, in the bigger cities, you know, out in the rural areas, you might actually get a decent person that's in law enforcement. But in this anywhere near a population of some substance, you're getting a douchebag. You're not getting a, a decent guy. You're getting a straight-up douchebag, and that's how they hire him. You know, it's 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 sickening. You and people may not think that's true, but it is true. The majority of law enforcement is corrupt pieces of shit. Excuse my language, but they are. They are. You know, little order followers that'll follow any command. And they love bullying people because that's what they've done their whole life was bully other people. So you can get the perfect order follower who's a bully, you got the perfect cop, right? And what we also need to stop is I forgot what the percentage of them. It was somewhere over 80%. It may have been in the 90s. I'm not 100% sure on it. 
But the, this percentage is of these people, these police officers, are Masons. And I know that whatever the percentage is of American police officers, that when it goes to the state police, it's even higher. So, you know, maybe a smart thing we, we could do is figure out how to start maybe putting some bills in place that make it so, you know, if you're going to be a police officer, you're not allowed to join any other type of, you know, well, call it secret society or any other kind of a group. Because the group you should be most dedicated to as a police officer would be we the people. That's what would make sense to me. So you should have no other influences other than caring about we the people. So, you know, maybe if we can even start them at at the small town level, you know, you know, one or two small towns get it and put policy in place so that anybody that joins their police department is not allowed to be part of any other, the Masons or any other, you know, group like that. We might start getting decent police. And not getting involved in all this corruption and everything else. Oh, we have to be sworn to secret. Our masons are, are, we have to keep our secrets higher than even anything else in these other oaths. And then if you're looking in the military, you know, they advance people. Oh, they're in the masons? Hey, here we go. We're going to make you captain, senior officer, whatever, douchebag. And, you know, that's that's bullcrap. You know, it's another place where we need to stop allowing secret societies to infiltrate within our, you know, system. Or whatever you want to call it. Because it's it's crap at this point, but you know, you know, if you're going to be an officer in the military, well, you should be dedicated to just our military, not you know keeping any other secrets with some secret society, you know. So we got to make sure that they aren't tied to secret societies, also. You know, well, I mean, no. what would be really nice is we just got rid of the Masons. I like to take all their freaking shoes they lose and then take them and slap them in their face with their stupid shoes that keep on coming off. You know, that's what I like to do with half these masons. Yeah, but that's just me personally. <laughs> just me personally. is really about mockery. Yeah, it's old now. I mean, come on, keep your shoes on, the old queer ass masons. <laughs> well, you know, and it's sick that our military. You know, you hear Trump's new budget cuts, and you hear old Trump talking about billions more dollars into the military. Okay, well, of course. But why do we want to spend billions more dollars into a bunch of people who failed to grow up? Because mm-hmm. there's no excuse to have a military. There's no excuse whatsoever for the military. Shit, maybe, I, if we, maybe if we cut their shoe budget, they'll keep them on. <laughs> maybe. Maybe we make them go around barefoot and after they step on enough rocks, yeah, they'll discover they might need their shoes. You know, and it's pretty sad that your military gets involved in phony, baloney stage shows. And they yeah. can't tell me they don't know. Okay, they, okay, they go do a drill, like, okay, let's do the Boston Marathon for one. Okay? So, are you going to tell me these people didn't know that they were taking part in this? Yes, they did. They've seen it all over their TV set. They've seen it in their newspapers. They knew they were part of this. Yeah, I mean, you, know, I mean, you can see it. You can watch that video. I mean, you know, that one, the first, uh, that looked like maybe they were troopers, the first ones that came in on the video. You know, one of them, I mean, he was trying to not laugh. I mean, that's how much they know this shit is fake. Is I, Some of these cops can't even hold their face. They know how much bullshit it is. 
I mean, it's pathetic. You know, it is, you know, and, and we can't get mad at the, you know, the sheeple or whatever we want to call them, the, the sleepers, you know, you know, the, the sheeple, they have, you know, no clue that this is going on, you know, and they're the, they were deceived and we can't get mad at them. It's not their fault. It was the deceivers. And, you know, we know we needed to is go after the deceivers. You know, we can't get angry at the sheeple. You know, sometimes, I, you know, I know so many people out there I talk to every day, they get so frustrated, you know, they want to wake up somebody in their family or their friends and they might get into an argument with them or something. And it's like, you can't get angry at these people. They have no concept of what's really going on, you know? So it's, it's, you know, it's, you want to blame it as a, Hey, this is your fault. You can't, you, you got to wake it. You got to be able to see it. It's so obvious. Well, you know, they just don't. And, you know, sometimes you just can't force it. And, you know, you want to get mad at them because they they can't see it or like, you know, just don't get it. And you can't because it's not their fault. You know, you know, I, I, I bet you just the number of people that are actually even involved in these things because of the different types of, you know, whether they're MK ultra or whatever other programs that are involved with these different false flags. I bet you the percentage of people that are even involved in these things have no clue that they're fake. I can almost guarantee there's probably a large percentage of even these people that are involved in it actually believe it because of the programs they've been put through. And that's yeah. even sick. And so sometimes, you know, you even want to, you know, you, it's like you get caught in kind of a conflict. You know, if we know they're all MKUltra victims, do we feel sorry for them? You know, they took part in something, but we also, you know, the human side, you also have to think, well, they are victims. You know, they are victims. They were put through something. And, yeah, we do need to put you know, we need to um, feel some kind of you know, emotion of sorrow for them because it's, you know, I mean, if they were put through some kind of government program where, uh, you know, it did to the did this to them mentally, we do have to feel sorry for them. You know, it's the ones I really want to go after the people that understand what they're doing and still continue to do it because those are the sick people that need to be locked up. They need to be hung. We need to put out, like I said, we need to try them for treason. Lock them up and hang them. Bring you know? back public execution. Let them hang before everybody. Oh goes. yeah. No, I'd like to see. Is like you remember like the the old fashioned movies or something where they had the pilgrims or something. And they put people in stockades right in the center of town. That's what I want to see come back. You know, if we started putting people that behave like this and lie to society and you know did these dirty things, if we put them in stockades. For the whole town to see him every day, you know, made him stay there every day. You know, people might think twice about getting involved in these things. <laughs> you know, if kids started throwing rotten tomatoes at the, hey, well, you know, I mean, you know, if they had kids or something, well, you know, those kids aren't going to want to go to, you know, school because the other kids are going to be making fun of them. Hey, isn't that your dad down there in the stockade? Ha ha ha! We just threw tomatoes at him. You know, then that would deter some of this shit. <laughs> oh, it sure would. That would definitely deter, deter, you know, people would think twice before they would even get involved. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of these things that you've got to do something and people ain't doing nothing. You know, if you want to see a cop laugh, giggling, all you got to do is go to 153news.net and look for Scythorn. Mm-hmm. When you get to 153news.net, look for Scythorn and watch his last video up. You will see the cops clearly know 
that they lied to the public. Oh yeah, they clearly know. They know, and that that's those are the, those are the ones I hate the most because, you know, I mean, it, it, it's it, you you do you or should you have understanding for people that maybe want to tell the truth and know the truth, but they feel, Oh, well, they can't, their job's in jeopardy or this or that. No, you know, I, this is, we're at the point in society where no, there's no excuse. If you know something's wrong and, and, and this has gone throughout, this is like natural law. If you know something bad is going to happen to somebody, you have an obligation to tell them to, you know, because that's, you know, so they don't get hurt. You know, if, if somebody did something wrong in society, you have an obligation to tell society because these people are a danger to society. Now, if, if what they were doing wasn't a danger to society, it would be a different story, and you can let it go. But what they're doing is an extreme danger to society. And I've given this example before. You know, what if you live in a town where, you know, and your grandmother lives on the other side of town, and the side of town that, you know, the whole police department and EMTs decide to have a false flag and they're doing all this crazy bullshit, your grandmother has a heart attack on the other side of town. Well, they're too busy playing cry wolf, your grandmother dies. So, yes, what they're doing is, is definitely 100% wrong, even in the drill part. The drill part, well, you can do that in off time and do it at one of your local facilities somewhere and pretend that there's a, you know, a building here or whatever. You know, you stage it or whatever, but don't do it right in public. That kind of stuff is crap. They could go to a Hollywood yeah. studio. You know, I, yeah. went, I went through MGM Studios. Well, I guess they have an entire town built that they do their acting in. Why don't they go use one of those studios? Yeah, and I just want to say, Rhonda, Rhonda, Rhonda I know exactly what you're talking about um, and the message you sent me. Um, I've been watching that the the uh, since the beginning. So, yeah, I'm already on that. <laughs> but thank you. And and you know what? And I applaud for Rhonda for noticing that. Yes, good. <laughs> now you're starting to see it, Rhonda. Now you're starting to see it. <laughs> I, I know you don't know what I'm talking about, Bill, but Rhonda does. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you later. But yeah, 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 yes, Rhonda, you're starting to see it. Yes, <laughs> I saw that from the very beginning. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and not only that, Rhonda, there there's more than one. <laughs> yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Bill, you know, who cares about the stupid trolls? <laughs> you know, you know, what are you going to do? They're, you know, they're going to, they'll get their day, you know, every, at least that's what I fight for. So it's not just them. We can't, you know, let them distract us from our main goals. Well, we have a very sexual society, very divided. What? People are divided up in every way, every way possible. Yeah. And people are literally treat each other like dirt. Yeah, they do. That's not a gender issue. I see it. I see it's just what it is, straight across the board. 
you know, and I don't know how many people, I mean, I showed Jerry a video the other day. This guy gave a great message, didn't he, Jerry? Which, which show, what were we talking about? I was, I was putting Blizzy under the blanket. <laughs> you know, she's got to, she's got to be under the blanket. <laughs> I watched a video the other day where this guy delivered a very great message. But in his great message, he had two parts that were actually programming, and they were wrong. They shouldn't have been in there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. You know, and this is how they get you. They get somebody that gives a great speech, and they use a couple phrases in there, and people don't catch it. But it helps program their behavior. That's what it's all about, too. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people that are on Facebook or Twitter and all these, you know, or on YouTube or whatever. And if you're starting to see some of these commercials that have meaningful moral stories in them or, you know, um, uh, uplifting, you know, stories or whatever. Don't pay attention to so much these commercials or these, um, you know, little you know, public service announcements or whatever they are. If you replay them and really pay attention, you can see the NLP, the neuro linguistics programming in them. And, you know, just like Tony Robbins, you know, he's another piece of shit. Okay. He's a scumbag. You know, they, he uses, NLP. he's famous for, he studied with all the MK ultra NLP freaking masters at Harvard and all these other places that, you know, he didn't study with them, but they guided him. And, you know, so they slip in these different neuro-linguistics programming. And, you know, so you're getting this great message. Oh, look, I just got this great message. But if you really pay attention, they slip in some stuff that, you know, is all for the programming part of it. So, you know, that whole message, it may be beautiful, but you don't realize, you know, there's programming in it. And then, like, Bill picks it out all the time. And sometimes I don't even pick it out as fast as he does. But, it's, you know, these neuro-linguistics programming is what scares me because people, you know, are driven on emotion. So if there's things out there, you know, just like, you know, it sucks because I think a lot of us that maybe understand the neuro-linguistics programming know that we could use it. And we could use it for even the benefit of the real cause, but I don't believe in doing it because it's so wrong to do. It is. It is. And so when people are driven on emotion by selling them, you know, staying with those big topics to that are popular or not going certain ways because the majority of people believe something a certain way. And, and, and then, you know, using the neural the NLP, when you know you have that large volume of people paying attention to you, it, that's very destructive, and it's done every day. And yeah. you know, and I, I would love to use it, but I know I can't morally because I know how wrong it is. And, and you know, because I think everybody should have their own free will, and everybody should be able to think for themselves. So it's not right to use these different techniques to try and convince people or or take people down a certain path. You know, even if it is the right path or whatnot, because I, I just don't believe that, you know, trying to control somebody else is the right thing to do. It you know? know, it's wrong because nobody wants to be ordered around and told what they can and can't do to begin with. 
I don't know anybody that wants to be ordered around, bossed around, and told what to do. Okay? I mean, you have to put up with it when you're on a job by your boss or whatever. But in life overall, you don't want to. I don't know anybody. And it's not a gender issue. I just don't know anybody that really truly wants to be bossed around and pushed around and treated like garbage. But thanks to the programming and social conditioning, this is what we have. You know, and they've used it so perfectively, so skillfully, that they got the mindset of men and women all messed up, completely messed up. You know, and I feel sorry for And I can't get it through to a lot of people, and I try so hard. I try so hard to get it through to them because, you know, it's no different than when I talk about dating scene topics and I talk about the women and I talk about the men. I try to get it through their head that you have two sides of the spectrum, and both sides, men and women alike, are victims. I mean, this whole po- that's the whole thing is that, you know, people, you know, when we talk about the mass programming and mass just destruction of America, you know, it, what we have to start to realize is, is we're all victims, whether you're awake or not. We've all been a victim to the bullshit of tyranny, you know, by the powers that be, whatever you want to call them. We are all victims in one way or another. And, you know, until we can recognize, all right, we've been victimized, and you know what? We're not going to let ourselves be victimized anymore. Then we can start to grow. But so many people, and yeah, the sheeple, whatever, they can't admit that they would be, that this great America would ever victimize them. And, you know, there are so many great things that our country, I think, was pretty, it wasn't maybe great, but it was you know, pretty good at a time. And since then, I feel victimized. <laughs> you know, when I went down, when I went down to Sandy Hook and when I went down there and, and I told Bill, I said, I said, man, I got to get the freak out of here. I said, these people are not, you know, it wasn't just like, you know, you know, me going back to, you know, the old hometown area or whatever, um, you know, because I live near there and seeing like one, you know, a little, you know, gas station turn into a mini mall or anything like that. That wasn't that. So the people just changed. Whatever they got going on in Sandy Hook is bizarre. The people are not the same that I remember. They're, the whole mentality, the behaviors, and it, it was spooky as hell. It was, it was just not right. It was, there was something really bizarre. And, you know, I've always... You know, I lived in New Haven, which is a pretty big-sized city before. I've lived in, you know, in Kalamazoo, a decent-sized city. And I've lived in bigger areas. And I enjoy having, you know, the the creature comforts, the, you know, being able to go down to the 24-hour McDonald's or the whatever, or the, you know, being able to go to the, you know, the club to 3 in the morning or whatever, you know. And, and, and when, I, I, when I went down there, I was like, shit, I cannot wait to get back into the middle of Maine where everything's closed at 9 o'clock, you know, or 8 o'clock. And, right. and I was just – because I was like, oh, man, there's something wrong with the rest of America. You know, there, it's like these bigger areas have been slowly just like super controlled or whatever, the mentality of how people behave. I said, you know, I want to go back to where the, you know, even if I don't know the further is down neighbor, he still waves at me or whatever. Like I know him, you know, I, I, I like that, you know, I, I like that, you know, that I can go to the local store and be addressed by my name, 
You know, I, I like that. You know, and I never thought I would before, but I mean, when you see what's going on in these cities where they're just, you know, somehow they've somehow gained control of the larger population areas. And that's scary. I don't know how they did it, you know, whether whether they are using, you know, like they talked about with the, some of these government patents that we can prove that, you know, Russia and America has been using frequencies to contra- change and control the moods of people for many years now, whether they're doing that or whatever they're doing. I, I could see the mood and I could see the, you know, the way people behave has drastically changed, especially in that Connecticut area. And it's it's pretty scary. It has. Yeah. You know, and I know, Jerry, what Jerry's talking about, because I see it myself. And the sad thing is, is it's only going to get worse. Because I'll guarantee you they're using frequencies. They're using medications from Big Pharma. There's a combination of things that's going into this. Your school system, programming your children. And you don't even realize you think your school, your children are going there for an education. No, they're not. They're going there to be brainwashed, to be controlled. So yeah. that they can be, grow up to be the perfect little damn slave. That's it. You know, and, and that's... that's and you, when you get when you come down to it, when you talk about the trolls and everything else, you know, the, who do you think they're picking for Sandy Hook trolls? You know, they're picking the ones that already been pre-programmed or whatever they control the the, the easiest. They're they're picking up, you know, they're they're picking up, they're picking up the brain freaked. You know, they're they're not they're not picking up people that can think for themselves and have cognitive thought. They're they're picking up the ones that could be told. You know where they're taught. You know to the there's there's the same procedures over and over again. What is it? Ridicule. Yeah. Um. Uh, I forgot what the middle one, and then it's repeat. You know they have like three functions to just do the same thing over and over again, and that's what they're programmed to do. You know, so I mean, this, the I, I think the what the standard per, the type of the procedure it wasn't for, called for trolls or whatever, but to attack people online was actually developed at the Stanford Research Institute which is part of Stanford University in California. They've been part of these things for a long time, you know, and, and, and when you really get into it, it's, it's amazing that, uh, to think that I didn't even realize that some of these institutions were doing these things for so long, so long, and it was right in front of our noses, and we didn't even realize that, you know, that these things were going on. And now we're starting to see it because they're they're it's almost like, you know, when they get these false flags and everything else, they're basically putting all these people that they created or turned into little mind freaks or whatever right in front of our face. So, you know, and I think they have so many. And, you know, just like when you read the reports from what was it, 1993, when they when the MKUltra program went to Congress and had to supposedly shut down. But we know they never did. You know, and they talked about having millions of people under their control at then. Well, how do you control millions and millions of people? Well, I think they're using the Internet now, and I think they're using, you know, different things in TV and everything else. You know, so, you know, they can put things where there might be quite a few people that are, you know, been programmed. And all they have to do is see it, and then they'll start saying, oh, maybe I should go to that place or something. Maybe I'm, you know, they'll start to have the thought in their head. For some reason, I need to be over here in Las Vegas, you know. So next thing you know, you got people flying out to Las Vegas, and they don't even know why. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that's probably the case, you know, because they need to have their people in the right place. 
and they could probably do it that easy. You know, and we're talking about some of these programs when you really look into it. That you know, the, you know, if, if you really look into what's going on with programming, I mean, it's not just that they've infiltrated the media and music and television and movies. You it's know, them. I, it's them that created it. It is. They, they, so it's not even that they're infiltrated it. No, forget infiltration. They're the ones that created. You know, the different types of styles of music and different types of things. You know. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh... There's something I was uh, there's something I thought about here, and I've told this to people before, but I don't know if I've said it on the show. Okay, one of the ways they create a division, they don't even got to have somebody from a university or college. They can take a homeless guy off the street. They can dress him up nice, put him in a white coat. They can write up a script and have him read it and have him study it. And they offer him a good amount of money to maybe get him an apartment, a little bit. Of, and that's a start for him because, I mean, I'll have a roof over my head. I won't be homeless. Okay? So he'll, he'll, he'll grab up on that because that's going to be a little bit of money in his pocket. So we take this homeless guy off the street. We clean him up. We have him study the script. And we give him phony credentials. We say he was from a university or a college. And we call him a doctor and blah, blah, blah. And they put him right on TV. And they have a board with the picture of the human brain on it. And on one side, they got the female's brain. And on the other side, they got the male's brain. And they just have him point the stick. And he studied and studied the script with his memorexit. And he goes and just repeats the script as he points the stick. And when he's through, you're going to believe everything he told you, even if it's all complete BS. And why would they do that? Because it'll cause friction amongst the genders. Mm. You know, a little, <coughs> a little squirrel just asked a question. Let me read it again. Is it, what was Sandy Hook like before the event? Did it give you a bad vibe? Was it a place that gave you the creeps? You know, this is the best way I can answer that. And, it, and it's weird is, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time and like the what I consider is upper Sandy Hook has got a weird shape where you almost have to go through Newtown. You go through Sandy Hook and then go through Newtown and then back into Sandy Hook. It's kind of weird like that, you know, at least from the direction that I would always come from. So the I would call it the upper or the most northern part. It was kind of creepy. And there's a lot of really old cemeteries and stuff like that in that area. You know, it's you know, the Mohawk Trail actually runs through part of Sandy Hook. And the Mohawk Trail is that big, long trail that goes all the way down to, um, you know, into the, uh, what is it, the mountains down in uh, in Virginia and everything else. Now, in the Mohawk, as a matter of fact, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to ski at Mohawk Mountain, which was even up a little bit north of there. And um, the lower part, it, it didn't give me a bad vibe. I mean, we used to go, like I said, we used to go smoke pot in the woods up there and and all that and uh, all along the river i felt comfortable i never just went spooky but when you go further up you know you know when you start getting close to like where fairfield hills hospital is it's just weird i remember when, we, when i was a kid i had a friend you know and uh when we there's like you could take a shortcut back in the day and, and scoot through fairfield hills hospital to out to the other road to connect up to 34 now I remember he used to just go flying, even though the hospital was 
parts pretty much all closed down, even though there was still, I guess, a small part of it open. He used to just go flying through, like, the, the Fairfield Hill Hospital because he just, it, for some reason, it freaked him out. So we'd go flying through. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You're doing, like, flying here, and it's, like, a really small road. You know, the really slow road with curves and shit. And he used to just fly right through it because it's freaked him out. So, you know, and, and there's there are places not too far from there, like Kettletown and and uh, some of these other weird areas that are, really aren't even on the map that are just kind of spooky. If you know anything about, um, believe it or not, this is where it gets weird, all right, people? <laughs> where it gets weird with Sandy Hook. If you've ever heard of the Warrens, okay, the Warrens are, and, and if anybody did hear of the Warrens before, um, you can make a note in the chat. Um, the Warrens are famous um, ghost hunters, all right? And if you ever look them up, they were the people that had a, um, um, what do you call it, a museum. It was like where they um, um, kept all the haunted objects that were known to be in America or wherever. They had um, Annabelle, which was a Raggedy Ann doll, right, if I remember correctly. And it was supposed to, you know, be a haunted doll. Well, they were right in Monroe. Not it would Monroe is right next to Sandy Hook, so they're right there, right? So, you know, it has some spooky parts to that area. Yes, it does. But it wasn't like the people were spooky back then. You know, the old what I noticed is from the time I was in high school, there was a lot of new people to that area that weren't there from when I was back in the back in the day. You know, it used to be an area where there's you know a few hippies that lived up in the woods and you know, along the riverside and this and that. And, and you know, it was, wasn't in the, on until later in the years where more people just, you know, came in. And, you know, they moved in that area. So it, it was, it was, it was kind of, it was strange. I got a bad vibe this time when I was down there. Never like I did before. Never did I get a bad vibe like I did when I was down there. And it was just, it is. It was almost like walking into another world, and maybe that is because of those electronic devices that I found or whatnot. You know that were zoning off that town of Sandy Hook. It could be. You know. And, you know maybe those things aren't to brainwash the people that live there, but are to scare away people from going there. I don't know, but it was definitely a freakier feeling I had when I was down here than I ever had before. It was without a doubt. But like I said, when I was younger, I had no problem. We went into the woods, and it wasn't scary woods. It was actually kind of cool woods they have out there. It was actually a really cool area. So, no. But now, there's no doubt in my mind, it is a freak hole. <laughs> well, you got the freak hole, but yeah, I know what he's talking about when he's talking about the ones. But that's for a whole different show. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different show. And I mean, those people, I mean, they're, they're famous. They go, I mean, you, if you look them up, they're actually interesting to just, if you look up and look into the Warrens. Now, I mean, they haven't really, you know, not so much looking up into Sandy Hook, but just like some of the stuff that they've been involved in, they did. And it was Ed and, um, Ed, what was his wife's name? Ed and uh, Sutton Warren. Ed and, shoot, I can't believe I forgot their names. They were famous in the area. That's yeah. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah they were really nice people too i know my sister met them she you know because they used to give tours and stuff like that and do ghost shows and everybody that's ever met them they were like the nicest people in the world so you know I, i've never ever heard anything bad about these people that were the ghost hunters of the warrens but um ed and lorraine warren 
I want to say is their name, if I remember correctly. So, you know, but if you get spooked or you're easy, don't look up the Warrens because they have some spooky stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's why I say it. That's probably for another show. Yeah, the whole other show. <laughs> but as far as, you know, Sandy Hook, where Jerry went and did the protest, Jerry got to go back there. He said, people don't, I don't think most people don't, they don't even comprehend how much Jerry actually put himself through to do this. They just don't comprehend it. You know, and he done this because he's a man of his word and he actually cares. Just like myself, he cares. He wants what's right, and he wants the corruption stopped. Yes, little squirrel, thank you. I want the corruption stopped. I want Jerry to be happy. I want to be happy. I want everybody to be happy. And I want to see men and women back together again and not fighting. I want to see the black and the whites and the Mexicans not fighting one another. I want to see people stop calling people out over fluff and stuff. You know, and I know I'm living a pipe dream. <laughs> oh, so I was right. It is Ed and Lorraine Warren. Rhonda just Googled it. <laughs> there you go, Lorraine. That is, I recognize the many yeah. That's it. But I'm telling you, Rhonda, be careful looking into them because I know you like to look deep into stuff. But, I mean, these people are, you know, they're very nice. But, like, some of the stuff you, you'll you see, what they were involved in, is spooky as shit. <laughs> Uh, so that's a warning. I don't know what this other guy's talking about classified mission to the Super Bowl. Oh, he's probably talking about the kids going to the Super Bowl afterwards. You know. Oh yeah, uh, no, they you know. out of the public. Yeah. They literally did. They made fools out of the entire public. Yeah. Yeah, no, you know that's what we get because you know in the. the that's one of the biggest problems we have too. Is you know the crisis actors, crisis. Well, you know we got to get away from the crisis actors and go after the producers. You know we we you know <laughs> they're always no matter how many crisis actors we bust, there's you know they'll get more. So that's not important. What we need to do is stop the people that are behind this stuff. Is that's go. Right. We have to you know we have to bring them out in the light. You know oh like that uh, person that, that that person I pointed out that lives on. Punk Up Hill Road in Oxford, Connecticut, the second house in on the left that works for the CIA. We've got to put people out in the light like that. And, you know, we've got to start bringing out some other people, you know. <laughs> and I've been digging into it because we're going to bring out more of them. <laughs> I know what she, I know what Ron is saying is she thinks they may have made fools of themselves. And I agree with her they did. But the sad thing is I can guarantee you their audience the majority of their audience, I mean the majority, on TV and in the stadium itself, didn't even recognize them kids and didn't know them children and them were the kids that were supposed to be dead. They didn't have the first clue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, and that's the worst part of it is, you know, these kids that are still alive when they use their names or whatever, like that one that's, um, I forget his name slipped my mind right now. The one that's joining the college football team. Um, I just got a whole dossier on him. And, and, and you know what? I mean, 
and, and as much as you know that information is great and all that stuff, I you know I'm sure he was probably a victim of MK Ultra from Fairfield Hills Hospital or one of the other programs that were maybe going on on Long Island or somewhere else in the area, and you know it's not the guy's fault that he was put through the program, the kid's fault that he was put through the program. You know, it's the people that put these people through the program, you know, and we want to be mad at them. Yeah. God, why would you take part of this? Well, the kid was a kid. The guy was a kid. And, you know, and whatever program he got put into is probably not his fault. Yeah. I suppose, you know, he was a child. He was put through different programs. He was like everybody else into believing the stuff that he believes. Yeah. Think about it. He's got to live the rest of his life in a lie. He, cause he, you know, he's been told that so much that this happened as a kid. He developed that to be a truth in his own right. So this poor person actually is going to believe or lie for the rest of their life. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. Well, there was a horror show called uh, The Dow Annabelle. Little squirrels correct about that? Yes, there was. It might have been based on it, the whole story behind it. I remember my sister going to the museum and telling me she freaked out over it. Uh, you know, I, but you know, she told me the warrants were nice, but she remember her telling them. And you know, and they, you know, they had it was really bizarre. They had they had like a split level of rain. I can't. Well, we shouldn't even get into the warrant. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> very you know if you wanted a set of characters in that area i mean they were a character couple there were some very interesting you know people no i i think it's more mk ultra you know because these people like to rip off people right and if it was money the way they you know you know if they're given it was just money um you know there there's people get greedy People get greedy, and they might say, "See that one, uh, you know, I'm one, you know, crisis actor made more than this one, so they're going to start, you know, bitching and balking. Ah, they made more than me. I want more money, or I'm going to talk, you know, and you know, and that could be the case in some cases, but I think there has to be some kind of NLP or MK Ultra programming, you know, so that these people uh, are are not talking. I think there's got to be more of it." And so I don't think it's just money. I think there's a lot of programming involved in this. And I truly believe this. You know, when you look at the, you know, the extent of some of the, these, if, you know, when you look into the MK Ultra program and the 149 sub projects that it had, you know, and that's when it was supposedly shut down. So God knows how many programs are actually out there now. Um, the extent of it, um, I'm, more likely to side on the MK Ultra side than the money side. And I wouldn't even be surprised if there's a lot of people that have been involved in this stuff that didn't get any money and it was all MK Ultra. <laughs> you know, because they've gotten MK Ultra to the point where they can, you know, put somebody under or do whatever they do. And once they're done, they click them out of it and they don't even know what happened or they can implant a story. So that would make more sense to do than the money side, you know? Well, look at the Tony Baloney Batman shooting. When the guy was brought in to the public, tell that the guy was clearly drugged or something. 
You can't say for sure, but you know he was drugged or something. No, oh, and he fit the profile of. Uh, well, I mean, he was working for the um, uh, what should I call it? The Salt Institute. Okay, the Salt Institute has been involved in MK Ultra for years. So, <laughs> you know, it, not only was it involved in MK Ultra. Uh, before, you know, what, what was his name? Robert Salk, you know, the creator of the Salk Institute. You know, the, he was the father of the polio vaccine. And we didn't, if you do some history on the polio vaccine and what kind of bullshit that was all about and how they used. This is where you can, re, if you really want to dig into a false flag, that's a key point. Okay. What you want to do is follow the Salk Institute and, you know, and Salk himself. And how they involved in the polio hospitals. And then you want to get into the tuberculosis hospitals. I've said this before on the show, and I've said it in videos. If you want to understand false flags 100%, you need to truly understand what went on with these um, tuberculosis hospitals and these uh, places like... um, um, you know, uh, what do they call them? These resorts that they had for people's health back in the, the early um, eight or late 1800s in the ni- or in the early 1900s and how theosophy fits into these places and, you know, uh, how these, you know, things went on and how they you know, infiltrated into rich people. You know, you can look into the history of um, Kellogg's before it was a cereal company. That will help you really find out how um, the people that are doing what they are doing today are doing it and who these people are. So if you really want to understand false flags, you need to look into these tuberculosis hospitals and all the people that are connected with these tuberculosis hospitals and the things that went on at these things. Okay, you need to look at the ones that were in the uh, Midwest, in Colorado, in California. You need to look at them all, and that will help you really, truly understand what's going on. And don't look into them if you're scared, too, because you'll realize that these type of things have been going on a lot longer than you can ever imagine. Yeah, well, that's just it, you know, and something sounds completely completely crazy, completely nuts. Because there's no way anybody would do that. Take it to the bank. It's being done. It's, it's, yeah, this stuff has been going on. When you really look into it, it's been going on a lot longer than you think. You know, and when you start looking at just like the mental hospitals where they're doing this stuff and whatnot, that's actually just the newer version of like, you know, MK Ultra is basically a new version of something that has been going on for a very long time. You know, MK Ultra and when Huxley started, you know, you know, pushing this brave new world and you know into the American society and and getting that program jump started, that's just a newer version of what's been going on. You know, and if you got to think about it, you know, think about it. Look into some stuff like the Scopes trial and the people that were involved in the Scopes trial. And, and that was when they uh, put a monkey on trial. Yeah. Yes, you're right, Rhonda. And, um, and they put a monkey on trial to, you know, you know, show society whether they should, um, you know, push religion in school or evolution and, you know, they, so they've been putting on a show for a long time. These people have been doing this. 
you know, once you get in, you might you learn a little bit about the Quakers. You know, when you learn the Quakers and how they're involved in all this stuff and how they have been for ages. And you got to look at it. And it's really bizarre when you start looking into the deep history of this stuff before the present day, just CIA and Masons and stuff, because it's not just the CIA and it's not just the Masons. You know what we're looking at? You're looking at a combination, you know, of of a whole bunch of crap. All right. You know, if you were going to say the people are behind this, you know, we're going to throw in the Masons, the Jesuits, the CIA. No, you need to throw in the Quakers. You need to throw in, you know, the, these these wealthy people from these wealthy elite banking families and all the simps. There's so many people involved. Yeah, it's a combination. As a matter, matter of fact, um, what was it? I think, um, what was it? Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, Salinger that wrote the... Uh, the the book or whatever the screenplay or whatever it was for one flew over the cuckoo's nest, which was basically based on, you know, things that were happening in MK Ultra hospitals, you yeah. know, and uh, this crazy shit, you know, it's Laurel Canyon. There you go, Lookout Mountain. Yeah, yeah, Four World Peace understands what I'm talking about. Yeah, when you start getting into that Laurel Canyon, look, I'm like, yeah, all that crap. You know, look, you know, that's the worst part. When you look into like Laurel Canyon and you learn about our music, you know, at first when you learn how influenced our music was by this program that's been going on, you're like, shit, I can't even listen to any music anymore because they're all crap. And you know what the worst part is, too, is is when you start looking into it and you and you look into different musical artists and, and you start doing some research on maybe one of your favorite musical artists. And you find out all the same things that they were doing back in the 60s, they're doing today. You'll find out time after time again, the lead singer of this band or the lead singer of that band, you know, has the Army intelligence background, whether it was through their parents or they were in the military themselves. And it's the most bizarre things. You might look up, you know, like, uh, what was it? I looked up the other day, I was looking up Maynard from Tool and found out he had an Army background. I was like, holy shit, even Maynard? <laughs> I was like, man, they got everybody. And and and, it's, and it sucks. So, you know, I think that's something too that you got to come to understanding. And is, is when you learn about how they influenced our music and how they use that to uh, um, as anthropologic warfare on our society, you have to recognize. Okay, this is what they did. This is why they created this punk, you know, genre or this alternative genre or whatever they created. But that doesn't mean you you have to throw out all that music that you may enjoy. You know, just recognize that there could be bad things within that music or whatever. And if you recognize it, if the music don't feel right, you turn it off. You know, you, you don't have to just totally get rid of it. But, um, you know, I noticed that today. There's certain, there's certain music that I don't allow in my house because I know how much um, it was involved in the MK Ultra program and whatnot. Like ICP, Insane Clown Posse. I do not allow that music. Nobody, and if somebody comes to my house, they want to try and play that? No, you're not allowed to. I do not allow it in my house. I do not allow new rap because I know how much they infiltrated the new rap and I don't allow it. You know, so certain things I do say no to, I don't listen to, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to, you know, listen to an old Nirvana song, you know, just, just because, you know, I, I understand it's different influences that were involved in that or whatever else, you know, you can't totally wipe it all off because it, it, yeah, it's see. Yeah. Four World Peace totally gets it. It's weaponized anthropology. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Four World Peace, he gets it. He's very, very awake. 
And I'm mm. seeing man, he gets it and he knows what we're talking about. Or it might be she. I don't know. I don't it's not judge. <laughs> I don't want to call him an he she because we have all these different genders that don't exist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, know. we're freaking thirty four flavors of genders. Come on, you can't make up your mind. Oh, am I gonna be pistachio today? What the freak? <laughs> <laughs> I know I was a male yesterday, Bill, but I'm going to change myself to some rainbow sherbet. <laughs> okay, you go right ahead and do that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be rainbow sherbet today. And don't worry, you'll be protected if anybody says you're Oh, yeah. Sherbert. So, yeah, somebody, somebody takes a lick of my rainbow sherbet. <laughs> I'm telling Obama. <laughs> Uh, 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 People, please just pick a favor I mean, come on, you know I mean, I don't know how they're Alright, I mean, if somebody Alright, I get You got a male, you female Alright, if somebody wants to be um, A gay male, I understand that You want to be a gay female Alright, okay, if somebody wants to be transgender Okay, let them be transgender But some of you can't be fucking just I'm one thing one day and then the next day I'm or where they're letting seven year olds pick this shit out. Like seven year old a seven year old doesn't even know how you know, what is what is he just learning how to tie his shoes or some shit? You I, want him to and you yeah. want him to choose a freaking gender? What the I, hell? Oh no, <laughs> I'm switch it. Freak. I've seen some bad stories and I think one of the worst ones I've seen was a five year old boy whose parents had definitely, at five years old, the way there's no way the kid would know this, and their five-year-old just knows that he was born in the wrong body and he is a girl, even though he's a he. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, man, if that was my child. <laughs> I'm taking him. You're going to the woods. Here's an axe. You know, here's some matches. All right. And um, I'll come looking for you in a week, and you let me know what gender you are then. <laughs> I have a feeling when I come back in that woods, he's going to choose being a man. <laughs> but you can't blame a five-year-old. Yeah. You have to look at the environment he's in yeah. and say, get that five-year-old out of that environment because that mother and father or mother, whichever, or father, because I'm not going to be discriminatory here, Okay. It doesn't matter. The environment he's growing up in at five years old, if that little boy tells you, God made a mistake, and I know I'm a girl, and he made a mistake to put me in a boy's body, get that kid out of that house because the parents are abusing him. Yeah, they're abusing him. They're allowing a child to switch. You know what the worst thing is? Now they're even letting these young children get hormone treatments and gender reassignment surgeries. That's bullcrap. You can't let... You can't... No, who the hell would allow this to go on? That's child abuse. Oh my God! And you know what the worst? There's another thing. You know, nowadays, uh, you know, if I saw a child actually being abused, I'd be scared to actually call because we know what goes on with these goddamn um, child protective services nowadays. You don't know if you do call thinking you're doing the right thing that you might actually be putting them in worse danger. I mean, that's another part that we're in really scary society. 
you know, what if you got a neighbor or something and they're beating their children to the point where they're crying to the point of bloody death and, and you want to do something about it. You almost have to do it, you know, go over there and maybe hit them, hit the parent with a shovel or something, because if you call child protective service and they take the kid, you might actually be putting that kid more in jeopardy. That's just another scary thing that scares well, the hell know, out of me. It does. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, UNESCO is behind a lot of this. UNESCO pushes it directly down into the school system. UNESCO is responsible for elementary schools in certain states that have taught children that there's nothing wrong with being gay. And it's all right for Tommy to be with Billy. And it's all right for Peggy to be with Sue. And... Now they've stepped it up to sexual education of children, and they want to teach a five-year-old how to masturbate. Yeah, that's sick. Don't lie. They want to put this in the schools and teach this to their children, and UNESCO is behind it. And the schools follow suit and do what they're told. Well, UNESCO, that's, you know, the, the first president of UNESCO, like I was talking earlier, that was a Huxley, one of the Huxleys, the eugenics program, the MK Ultra program. Now, yeah, a little squirrel made a comment that she said her kids swear that they are a turtle. All right. That's one of the gingers I'm completely okay with. You know, if your five-year-old says they want to be, that they're a turtle, you know what? That's fine. They can be a turtle. They can be a snake. They can be a rabbit, but they can't be, but they can't be no, you know, 31 flavors of some gender. If they want to be a turtle, you know, let the five-year-old be a turtle. So, and right. You know what? If, so if your kid says that they're a turtle, you know what? I would be happy. You know what? Because you know that, that you know what? Nothing wrong with being a turtle. Turtles are cool. You know, let let them be a turtle. Let them be a dog. Let them be. A, <laughs> let them be a little squirrel. Let them be whatever. But <laughs> I, I think I, I think that's perfectly fine. <laughs> I remember my son coming by me outside when I was sitting in a chair and he was outside playing, and he comes up to me and he goes, holds his finger to his mouth, telling me to be quiet, and he says to me, he says. I'm hunting rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fell out of my chair laughing. He yeah. run off, and I was like, oh, my God, he's hunting a rabbit. He's Elmer Fudd. <laughs> well, that's what little kids are supposed to do. You know, I mean, if they, you know, they want to play and be a rabbit or a ghost or a vampire or, you know, a pterodactyl or a dragon, that's normal kid thinking. So... Little squirrel, I think you're probably fine. Your kids are probably normal. You probably did the right thing with them because they're that's normal behavior for a kid. You know, <laughs> hey, look at me, I'm a plane. Zoom, that's fine. <laughs> but when they start trying, you know, you know, when they when they you know when they come out, you know, and their five year olds, you know, saying, oh, uh, you know, Johnny at school is now Jill. Well, I want to be a Jill too, so I'm gonna put on makeup and be a Jill too. Well, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> if the kid wants to dress as a pterodactyl or a turtle to school, let him. <laughs> Nowadays, that's the least of your worries. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that at all. I'd call that absolute normal behavior. <laughs> there's, just a, there's just a lot of sick stuff that's going on, and your children are falling victims of this because yeah, you like your children in a public school because there's no way in heck you could afford a private, and that's not your fault. But boy, you have to really be wary about what your kids are learning in that school because your government and UNESCO is very involved in their education. Yeah, and you know what? The um, 
it, it was um, we need to bring back those times and, and give the kids some space so that they can be a turtle or a pterodactyl or a train or, or a plane or whatever they want to be, you know, where they can go play in the backyard and use their imagination, use their creativity to enjoy life. Instead of being set down in front of these programming devices, whether they're PS2, Nintendo, or whatever the heck, and be programmed by these people. Because we know the government develops a lot of these villains. You know, they give the grants for these video games. You know, what happened to those days when, you know, we're going to have... I remember when I was... The stupidest thing that I, I my mom used to get so mad about us for doing. We used to have rock fights. You know, I, we had a stone driveway at, at my house. And I, I don't know why we had rock fights, but we, you know, we, there's like, you know, we choose sides. You know, there's usually like three or four of us and, you know, two of us on one side and the other side. And we weren't allowed to go past a certain tree or whatever. Then we'd throw rocks at each other, which is probably the dumbest thing. I remember getting a couple, you know, cuts and whatnot. But, but, but you know. You know, I'm almost at the point where I say, you know what? Let the kids have rock fights. They're playing outside. You know, it's probably dumb that they're throwing rocks at each other. And we were pretty dumb sitting there throwing rocks at each other. But, you know, that's part of growing up. You know, you know, you know, find out you're doing something dumb by throwing a rock at each other. <laughs> you know, you know, it's. You know, <laughs> I can't believe we used to have rock fights, Bill. I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, you know, I remember, now catch this, I was a young adult. We bought firecrackers. Yeah, I remember the fireworks. We bought <laughs> and we had a firecracker war between like six of us. We were lighting them and throwing them at each other. I remember running to duck one and fucking, someone was coming right at me. I saw it. I cuffed my face in case it went off. I cuffed that thing right in between my hands and my face. <laughs> now, did, when you were a kid, did you have the BB gun fights? You know, when you when you had the like the single action BB guns, and they put you put jeans on and the jean jacket on, and then have BB gun fights. Or am I the only idiot that got involved in that? <laughs> I didn't do that. I was busy. You didn't get in the booth. <laughs> I actually had a couple real guns. I had a twenty-two long rifle. Yeah. And I had a 410 shotgun rifle. Yeah. I used to take the dang 410 shells and cut the end off and pull the lead out. And I'd put it back in the gun. And I'd get sarcastic and blah, blah, blah. And one day I was, you know, and I'd pull the trigger because, pow, you know, it goes off. But there ain't no blood in it, so it's not going to hurt nobody. Uh, I used it the one day, and the kid was getting smart with me. And I told him I'd shoot him. You know, it ain't even loaded. And I fucked the thing up, and he saw the shell in there. And he said, well, you couldn't get me in out he ran out of the room, and I shot him, and he had white powder on the back of his jacket. <laughs> I did some crazy stuff like that when I was a kid. I had yeah. a whip, and I used to practice with the bull whip. I could make it snap. Oh, yeah. Those aren't <laughs> easy. They're not as easy as people think. I've tried that before. I practiced for hours at that thing. I got so good when I was a kid with that thing. I could bring it up and you'd feel the breeze off the end of your nose. I remember, so, I mean, I mean, some of the stupid things. Is, I remember the, the, the ninja stars that, you know, we used to throw them into the wall. That used to get us in a lot of trouble. And the nunchucks. The nunchucks, I always thought were cool, but for some reason I was always hitting myself with them. How <laughs> about you? I got nunchucks and tried with it and I kept cold cocking myself. Uh, those were fun, though. I mean, they were, 
Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I've done crazy stuff when we were kids, and some people are more crazier than others. Yeah. And when they say we're crazy, I think everybody's crazy in their own way. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how you learn. That's part of being a kid and learning, you know. I mean, you know, you, you can't throw the nunchucks up in the air and expect to not be hit, you know. I mean, that's. But, you know, kids need to learn things like that. Sometimes a kid needs to, you know, get a bruised eye or, a, you know, a broken thumb or something like that growing up. You know, that's, you know, it's part of learning. It's part of, you know, and, and you know, part of living. Why well, the first thing I did was adopt, was an adopt my own child. You know, every kid grows up and their parent has that Santa Claus thing going on with their little kids. And so with my son, I got wise, and I was online, and I ordered this certificate from Santa Claus, and it came in the mail in my son's name, and I gave it to him. He was so proud he was on Santa Claus's good behavior list, right? <laughs> so I did it a second year in a row, and he wrote a letter to Santa Claus, and he had it in the envelope, and he come out, and I'm getting ready to work. He said, Dad, you need to take me to the post office. I said, what for? He says, I need to mail this letter to Santa Claus, and he had it all wrote out. And I says to him, well, you don't know his address? He says, yes, I do, North Pole. He <laughs> says, well, I'll tell you what, give it to me and I'll mail it on the way to work. So he gave it to me. It's still in my briefcase to this day. So I ended up ordering him another certificate of good behavior from Santa Claus that was mailed in the mail. Two years in a row I did that. I got it all right now. I saved it all. But then he gets to be about 11 years old and he still believes in Santa Claus. <laughs> now, I'm not wanting to be made fun of his school, okay? <laughs> so I had to break the news to him that there was no Santa Claus that dad scammed him, right? <laughs> so now my foot's hanging out of my mouth as I'm explaining to my kid, oh, there ain't no Santa Claus, okay? And he looks at me seriously and says, well, I knew that, Dad, and walked away. <laughs> okay? And I thought, okay. And about three hours later, he comes back and says, Dad, is there really no such thing as Santa Claus? <laughs> then I thought, man, I'm glad I told him the truth. And sometimes I think that's a bad thing to do to your children. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was always the truth there. I got in trouble. I remember I remember my oldest cousin, Wally, almost freaking, he was, he was like six something. He almost beating my butt because I told all the cousins there's no such thing as Santa Claus when we were little. I I still remember that day. We were at my aunt's house, and I remember all put. I told all the cousins, everyone, that Santa Claus was fake, and I got in some serious trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> but what are you gonna do? You know, but there's nothing wrong. You know, that's what I was talking about in my video today. Is you know, is um, you know, it's tough when we wake up. We learn so much about our history. We learn so much about religion, and it's. You know, I've seen a lot of people post on on Facebook or whatnot. You know, all you know, the you know, just like it was last Easter, the pagan beliefs. It's you know, Easter is all pagan. It's this and that, all this stuff about you know religion, everything else, and Christmas, and you know the pagan stuff, and all this and that. Yeah. But with the UNESCO and the way they steal traditions and try and implement 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 it, you know, different you know lifestyle changes and everything else. You know, I think certain tradition is important. So whether you, you know, believe in the religious part of uh, Christmas or you, you know, 
or how you celebrate it. I actually think it's kind of important to celebrate old traditions in America because, you know, some of those old traditions, um, even if they were all bullshit, you know, the history of them or whatnot, that is a way we can fight back because they're going to want to change our traditions. They don't want, you know, you know, traditional America around anymore. They, you know, they want to, you know, they want to change and unite the world, this and that. And, you know, uniting the world doesn't mean that some people can celebrate Christmas in one house and some people don't have to in the next house over, you know, but traditions are going to help protect us as keeping the family unit together, um, you know, you know, teaching our children things, you know, you know, when you're a kid, you know, teaching, teaching your child, you know, what side the the plate, the fork and, and the which side of the plate, the ninth does, you know, certain things, you know, making the kids set the table for Christmas dinner or, or whatever it may be, whatever the tradition is, you know, maybe we need to go further and bring back some of the traditions from our grandparents and great grandparents, because, you know, this is a way of fighting back. By keeping some of these traditions. Well, you know, yeah. here's how it is. Is uh, Ron, that's how brave are, how brave you are, you both are. I don't really look at it as being brave. Nah, we I, might be just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> We're fighting these people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I personally don't look at it as being brave. I look at it from my heart. I care. Yeah, yeah I care. And that's yeah, where I, I see it from. And as far as being scared, numb. You know, I'm already to the point in my life where I don't care if they kill me. I really don't. Yeah. What more fear of death? What are they going to do? Kill me? My answer is, so what? Go ahead. What's scarier? Not doing anything and, and letting their, what they're doing happen? And to me, that's scarier than not doing anything. You know, by allowing what they're doing to continue, is, is got, to me, is the scariest thing in the world. You know, I'm I'm scared. What I would be scared of is not doing anything. You know, I've thought about it so many times. It's so easy to say, yeah. you know, if I just don't get them, you know, even with my family, my whole life would be so much easier. It'd be more profitable for me to just quit. But well, you want to know, I'm, there's no way in hell I'm going to. No way in hell I'm going to because I look at it and like. I, I I don't think I can sleep with myself when you know if I care about these issues and not do anything. To me, that's scary. Is doing nothing. To me, it's and that's one of the things that actually offends me when I hear people say, "What can I do about it? I can't do anything about it." So you've already programmed yourself to do absolutely nothing, huh? That's what I say to them. Because they don't understand that as long as you say, I can't do nothing about it, you have pulled out your programming, you pulled out your first cop out to never do nothing. You know, the, the, the big mistake, I think, right there is, 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 is thinking that because you don't have anything in your head that you can think of doing that will change anything is the mistake. Yep. Because once you tell yourself that there's nothing I can do, and you know what? You may even be right. There may actually not be anything you could do or I can do. But if we all tell ourselves this, nothing will ever change. Nothing will ever happen. As long as we continue to tell ourselves we can't do anything or there's something I can't do, nothing will ever get done. So 
maybe the you know one of the best things you could do is just say you know what I can do something. It may you might not have an idea. You, you might not have an idea that, of something you could do for a year or two years. But if you tell yourself, hey, I know there's something I could do. It's going to come to me, and I'm going to do it. I just waiting for it to come, and I know there's going to be something I can't do. That's all you got to do. So instead of just saying nothing I can do or I don't know what I can do, say I know there's something I could do. I just know there is, and it's going to come. And you know, I every time I that's what I was trying to explain is I every time I think about it is, you know, it's just like uh, of of not doing anything is is. is Thinking of not doing anything that would drive me insane, uh, you know. So even though I understand there's a good chance there's anything I ever do will ever change anything, but I want to at least know I at least tried. Yeah. So that's all that matters. You don't, ha- you know, even if nothing ever comes from you saying, "Oh, I know there's something I could do," you at least made that right step because you keep on saying there is something I could do, and that might rub off on somebody else or whatever. But you know, it, you know, you try your best. Jerry went out in public and he spoke out. Okay, he passed out flyers and he got it right there in people's face and he was polite, kind to him, and he said what was on his heart, on his mind, and what the truth was. I have done this in many occasions, but not in a protest, but just in real life, in a grocery store, in a pharmacy, on a beach. <laughs> and I, I got a bad habit of doing it all the time because it's who I am. I really care and I want things to change. And, you know, I've been called names, made fun of. I had a couple of people just laughing. One guy says, he's like a very theorist. And I heard him say it and I was just like, yep, you're an idiot. <laughs> and you don't have to talk about conspiracies. I mean, things are self-evident that are, you know, just wrong with this world, you know? There are bad things that are happening, you know? I mean, I mean, if you went out there and said, aren't you sick of the Democrats lying and aren't you sick about the Republican lying? You know, people can hear that. That's not a conspiracy. People out there know they're being lied to, whether they're right-wing or left-wing. They know they're being lied to. It does. You don't have to bring up a particular issue that may be a conspiracy or anything, you know. Just you know, sometimes the the step is to first take to get yourself comfortable with, you know, thinking or or, or deciding to pursue something that may help or change. You know, I you know, I, I knew that I wasn't going to change what happened in San Diego. All that all of a sudden I go down there and there's going to all of a sudden, oh, yeah, we admit it now. No, no, I knew that. But I know I had to start something. People need to see that we got to get out there because we're not going to change the world on the Internet. It's got to – it's only going to work in the public. Yeah, that's you know? it. You know, and not only that is, you know, people are more willing to listen to you, you know, when you are in public. And, you know, it's it gives other people a sense of bravery that, you know, if they can do it, you know, maybe I can do it. It's 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 that's we need to take these steps. So, you know, even if it's a small step, just make a step. And you discover the majority of the people online that talk all big, tough and badass brave. You confront them in real life on these. Uh, They turn right away. 
That's right. Yeah. You find out that they actually wasn't as big and brave as their mouth was because they never are. <laughs> that's right. They're hiding behind the keyboard. You know, you get somebody that won't put their real picture up there, their real name, won't do a video, and has to use a fictitious name and never come up, let the public see their face, and always is hiding themselves. I mean, I'm sorry. To me, that's a coward. Hey, we're in society where there's a lot of cowards. You know, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy. And, and I know, I you know, it, even when I went to, it could scare people if that happens to them or anything else. But you know, it, you know, people don't realize how much they can do in such subtle ways and even in little ways. You know, well, there's so many of us out there that even doing something little, and so many other people doing something little can add up. And it's very easily done, you know. I, I could even send you copies of, like, our flyers. I can email to you, just print it out, whatever. Maybe, you know, once a week you go out and, and you only have one in your hand and you say, I'm going to leave it in a car window or I'm going to do something like that. You know, stuff like that can really make a impact because it, it's empowering the person that's doing it that they did something, you know, and, and that flyer may never turn into changing anybody's mind or anything else, but you did something. So there are so many simple ways you could do it where nobody even knows you did it. So you don't have to worry about ridicule or you don't have to worry about somebody, you know, calling you conspiracy theorists or, or, or whatever. There's so many things you can do where people won't even know. But if you took the action to actually do it, it's going to empower you that, you know, you can make a change. It's going to empower you in your own life, you know I mean? And I don't want to sound like douchebag Tony Robbins, but I mean, <laughs> you know, there, there are things. We, we have to reverse the programming we got that we are just, you know, incapable of changing what's going on. We've we been programmed to be a dysfunctional society and we have to, like, you know, I think I've said in the past, you know, if you want to change the way that we've been programming, you know, next time you go in the store, you go out, you know, you go out the indoor and in the outdoor, you know, do little things that just change, you know, your patterns that have been developed by society over a long period of time. We all think that we go to the store, we choose a certain shirt or we do this or that because it's us that is choosing or making this choice. No, this is all into conditioning and social engineering and everything else that has built up to a point where that's what's creating your choice. So we need to deprogram ourselves from the programming. And, and you know, and I've always been a person where I just, I, I don't mind saying no to people. You know, I mean, it's hard for me to say, like, you know, when kids ask me, oh, you know, get a, you know, this toy or that toy if they're my nephews or whatever, I have a problem saying no to them. But, you know, w- when somebody tells me to do something I don't think is right, I tell them to fuck off. And I got no problem telling them that. Because, you know what, like like my father used to tell me, I don't care whether you're, you're a Rockefeller or whoever, you're the queen of England, you still shit and, and sleep just like everybody else. You know? So... We're, you know, everybody thinks there's something there. These people are special or whatever else is out there. But they're not special. They're lower life forms than we are. You got to remember that. 
You know, these people that are involved in doing these things and these elite people, these people, these wealthy people that are involved in doing such horrible things in society, they've been programmed themselves to think less of the common person. But because the common person doesn't do these evil things, it makes us a higher form of life than them. They are the bottom feeders. People just don't realize it. You know, they've been programmed to think that these are gods. These, I mean, the word God itself is is a word for king. has nothing to do with Yahweh. That's a whole different word. You know, so, you know, the elite, these royalty, everything else, you know, when you talk about God, they, they look at you, oh, you're, they're praising me. You know, that's why all the way down through the pharaohs, it's always, you know, they were always considered the god or the god's son, which is the prince. All this bullcrap they've been fed, you know, so they believe they're a higher form of life when they're not because they've done these evil things and been involved in in, in tyranny and, and basic slavery to the common man. They're actually lower life forms than we are. Oh, that's that's correct. You know, they really are. They're actually the scum. They're the people that need to stop. Yeah. You know, it's it's not the, it's not us that have to worry about be, being put in FEMA camps. It's them that need to worry about it. There's less of them than us. There's less of the elite. There's less of these evil people that are at the top. That should be the ones that are worried. And they've slipped it around so we worry. Let's not worry anymore. They should be the ones that worry because there's more of us. And they did some bad things. And they need to worry. They should worry worry when they find 90% of their military of all branches putting their guns down. And just simply saying no. Because they get their military from us, the people. They get their power from us, the people. And us, the people, can't turn that around. We have, you know, you got to tell yourself that you can. Because you can do it. But you got to get everybody on the same page. You can't stay divided and fighting one another. Because as long as we fight one another and we just take the information and run with it, then you're going to do nothing. And we're not going to be able to get together to do anything. And Jerry said it's right. We have to leave the home. We have to get out from behind our That's really where it comes from. We have to leave the home and get out from behind our computers and get together. Jerry and I were talking about an idea of a getting a little community set up of people that are awake that want to do something. Well, we're still working on that idea, but if we could get that off the ground, that would be a good start. Mm. By the way, before this ends, Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, definitely, definitely. Sorry, Haley, you came in at the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll be back here on Tuesday night, and we'll be back tomorrow night taking Christmas off because the person don't want to be here on so I'll be back on Tuesday night Tuesday night 9 o'clock I'll be back with dating scene topics and I'll be up here with Warren 
But I'm going to go ahead and call the show because we're at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Be there. Now I'm going to kill it on Blog Talk. We won't be live on Blog Talk anymore now, anyhow. Mm.